0: Rescuers continue to make their way into the interior of Haiti, expecting to find more of the dead and not just destruction following the earthquake that hit the Caribbean island. At 7.2 on the Richter scale, a mainstay of destruction, churches. As of yesterday the confirmed death toll over 1,400, close to 7,000 injured. The rubble is greatest west of the capital city of Port-au-Prince. Beneath tarps and the giant leaves of banana trees, countless numbers are living on the outside, still waiting for assistance after their homes were destroyed. Also, waiting fearfully for the incoming storm called Grace. And then there are all these churches destroyed. In many towns, not a single church left standing. With roads buckling, it's still impossible for help to arrive. The country was already reeling from the assassination of the president. Haiti's poorer than poor, widespread gang violence, and of course, COVID. May we pray for Haiti. May help arrive soon. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing with you the great story that's all about Jesus. As we continue a program series this week called Christ in the Darkness... As we pray for Haiti, keep in mind that this is the country where the darkness of West African religion culminated in the practice of voodoo. And as Haiti lives with darkness, the exodus of those who could make it out of Afghanistan continues. More word coming out each day of minority Christians being targeted by the ultra-jihadist Taliban. On social media, the Taliban paints a rosy picture of its rule and respect for human rights, but first-hand accounts leaking out tell a different story. In the next few minutes, we'll talk with a former morning show host at Moody Radio's station out of Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then also the Billy Graham station at Black Mountain, North Carolina. Jason McKay will talk about personal struggles in his family and finding hope in Jesus. We'll also tackle a question with pastor and author Dr. Zach Eswine. The question is, How do we find a quiet heart in a frightening world? Zach has struggled personally with the doom and gloom of living in a dark world. And if you or someone you know is dealing with personal doom and gloom, I want to suggest you get a copy of his book called Spurgeon's Sorrows. I think from the life of the preacher Charles Spurgeon, you or someone you know will find their way out of darkness and into the light coming from Jesus. So after the program, call us. Or go online and make your gift to the ministry. Ask for a copy of Spurgeon's Sorrows. And then if you'd like a copy of the CD, Instrumental Quietly, you're hearing it underneath me right now. By Scripture Lullabies, J. Stalker. We have that as well for your gift. We just need to hear from you after the program. You can reach us by calling 800-654-2836. 865 Haven. Our web address is haventoday.org. HavenToday.org. And now let's open Haven Today with Shane and Shane's version of a hymn that has ministered to so many of us in the depths of despair. ...verses sung by Shane and Shane. That's Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. From their album, Hymns in the Round, what words of comfort we all need to hear. You're listening to Haven Today and a program called Christ in the Darkness. I'm Charles Morris. There comes a time in every believer's walk with the Lord when they feel exactly like David. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death... I will fear no evil, because you are with me. We know that the Lord doesn't just swoop in and pull us out of our pain, or our own shadow of death, our darkness, our gloom. But Christ enters into it. And by the Spirit, even now, He is with us. That's why we're calling this series this week, Christ in the Darkness, remembering how Christ powerfully meets us where we need Him the most and when we need him the most. We're also remembering that Christ shines his light and gives us his hope, even when life gets hard. With me today to share how he's found Christ in the darkness is Jason McKay. Listen into my conversation with him a couple of days ago. Jason, we haven't talked, we haven't seen each other in a long time. Welcome back to Haven Today again.
1: Charles, thank you so much. What a privilege. It's so good to see you, and, and thank you for extending this invitation for me to
0: join you for a couple of minutes. Well, I didn't know if you'd want to take this invitation or not. We're talking about how bad life can get, mm-hmm. and, and uh, you, you've, you've had medical issues recently. You've had medical issues in the past. Your wife had brain surgery requiring a 14-hour operation for a tumor. The Lord, though, has seen you through. Talk to me about how the Lord has ministered to you and your wife and your family over these last few years.
1: I think it's truly just a a testament of God's faithfulness, that his promise is that I'm going to be with you through every single step you make. That doesn't mean that it's always going to be an easy path that you're going to have to travel. But I want nothing more than Jesus with me, rather than trying to travel a smooth road alone.
2: Mm. I
1: think it's so important that when you go through challenging times, that number one, that you know that God is with you in the midst of that, that you know that believers in your close circle and those around you in those secondary and third tertiary circles are praying that they're with you. And and I think too, it's the opportunity to not let things when God does incredible things to not get to sit with you and to get to tell of them. Mm -hmm. I think it's being able to, to go through those tests that bring about the testimony. Um, and so mm. i don 't like to to miss being able to to not only share our story but to share how faithful God has been through the tests that we have been through, especially on the medical front.
0: Mm. yes, and a lot of people have gone through that even even more people have gone through that, especially over the last year. How has the Lord gotten you guys through all you've had to go through? over the last few years, and then especially the last year?
1: You know, I think back to really our first, I mean, my wife and I've been married for 19 years. And I think back to that first big test that we had when she was seven months pregnant with our first child. And I was having some unique pain and I went to the doctor. She was at work. This was the Monday before Christmas. And at the doctor's office that day, they told me that you have cancer. And I'll never forget coming home and telling Brittany to meet me at the house and and having to break that news to her just two months away from giving birth to our first son. But to answer your question, it was that day in our kitchen. I'll never forget. It said, meet me at the house. And we committed in prayer that day that God was going to see us through each step that we were going to make. And the verse that kind of came to our mind and it's the promise that God makes to all of us who are facing challenging times and difficult situations is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. His word is that he's going to, he knows the plans that he's made for us. And it, it's, he wants to, to be with us through that. And so we kind of clung to that verse that he wants to give us to share and to know that promise that he is faithful and that he's going to be there. And we went through that, that medical journey. Together, and little did we know the road that we would still have to face in our time together. But Charles, I, I've seen God do such amazing things in our marriage, and I've seen mm. Him do so many amazing things through the health battles that we have faced, and through all of those. That verse from Jeremiah twenty eleven has has just kind of been our anchor and our promise, and and it's, and have seen God's faithfulness in that.
0: Mm. Jason McKay, thank you for joining us today from northern Georgia, outside Chattanooga, Tennessee. Bless you, brother.
1: Charles, good to see you. Thank you again for the opportunity.
0: Jeremiah 2911 was the verse Jason McKay mentioned, and it's such a powerful promise. I know the plans I have for you, a plan for a future. We can find hope in that, and it's even more powerful when we remember that the Lord said that to Israel through Jeremiah. It wasn't at the end of their exile, but at the beginning. He said they would be exiled for 70 years, 70 hard years under a king who didn't know the Lord and didn't care much for the people. But it was there that they could find the Lord's grace even in their darkness. He was there. He was with them. It can be so hard to believe that sometimes, even. Harder to hear and feel the Lord's presence, especially in a world like ours, which seems to become more frightening by the day. Well, I sat down with Pastor Zach Eswine. We had him on the program last summer. I felt like we needed to have him on again. And I asked him how we can find hope in the light of Jesus.
3: You know, in Psalm 46, there's this wonderful promise that God is an ever-present help in time of trouble. Mm-hmm. And I always thought of that as that verse is sort of a cup of coffee um, in the cool of the morning, kind of a, a verse. But when you read the psalm, you realize it's not like that at all. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a present help in a time of trouble. And so, what do we do in the time of trouble? Well, the first thing we, we turn what if to even if. We turn our what ifs into even ifs. Because what it says is, though even though the mountains give way, even though the waters rush over. see what the psalmist is doing there. Instead of simply saying, well, what if the mountains crumble? What if the waters rage? Which is to say, what if the trouble overwhelms me? And what that psalmist is doing is saying, even if this trouble overwhelms me. And, And actually, when you think about it, Paul, the apostle does this. Uh, in Romans chapter 8, when he names all the things that could happen in our life, life and death, and all the challenges that can come, and he says, but nothing can separate us from the love of God. He's saying, even if all these things happen, nothing can separate us. Or in the book of Habakkuk, you know, though the fields give way, though the, the plants dry up on the field, etc., 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 I will trust in the Lord. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We're looking at the trouble and we're naming it. And when we want to catastrophize it and, and say, ah, what if? We need help and community to say, even if. Even if this happens, the Lord is a present help. The second quick thing that we think of is just the pacing. It's the little word, Selah. And that, that word, Selah, means, among other things, pause. We pause and take a breath. And so as you read down through that psalm, we notice the pace of the pause. And so as we're looking from what if to even if, we're recognizing too that this is a slow business. It's a it's a long story. We need to pace ourselves before the Lord with it. And then finally, the psalm is a community-oriented thing. It's a song. And so not just sung individually, but as a community. And so we're not in it alone. The thing that could overwhelm us and the the trouble that we could feel, we're not alone going through that. And that means we're not alone in the promise that we're taking hold of. God is a present help. There is a river in the midst of all this trouble that will bring gladness to us. Then we sing. <laughs> it can sound silly, except when you think back in, during COVID and the worst moments of it, So far, there were times like in New York City where people would sing Mm -hmm. uh, or famous celebrities would get together and put together uh, an online show of singing. To sing uh, is a God-given gift, uh, even if our voices aren't great in the midst of trouble. The difference is all of those songs, most of them told us we can do it, you know,
0: we're mm-hmm. together. We will overcome, or we I will overcome. overcome. Yes. I will
3: overcome it. Psalm 46 is we're all gathering together to sing in the midst of our trouble, but we're singing, He will do it. Mm. He will be faithful. He is a present help in a time of trouble. Big therefore, difference. We wait on it. Yeah.
0: Big difference. Yeah. Christ is our help. We cannot help ourselves, we just aren't able to do it to muster up in ourselves the faith or the joy to overcome this present darkness. And sometimes the Lord doesn't simply turn the light on. We know this. We cry out for help. We are in pain. And life is just hard. Thanks for those special words from Zach Hesswine, a pastor as well as an author who's based in St. Louis. The beautiful thing about a psalm like Psalm 46 is that it doesn't trick us. It doesn't try to pull the wool over our eyes or tell us everything is great. And as long as you turn to the Lord, your problems go away. No, it tells us that the Lord is with us in our troubles. He's our ever-present friend, sitting right next to us, ready to listen to us, ready to bring comfort to our hurts. Have you ever experienced His grace in your darkness? Or are you fumbling around with the lights off, trying to find your own way and your own help? Psalm 46 gives us the words we need to hear The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. He is with us. That means first and foremost that He's never left us. Sometimes we think the Lord is gone missing in our darkness, we think that's why we are suffering. Maybe we wandered away. Maybe we sinned and the Lord is punishing us. No, he is with us if you know Jesus. Right now, no matter what you're dealing with or what darkness you're stumbling through, Jesus is there and he is with you. But you might think to yourself, the Lord is so high and mighty. Yes, he might be with me, but does he really know what I'm going through? And the answer from Christ is a resounding yes. He suffered just like we do. He knew what it was like to walk in darkness and to be hated and despised, to be mistreated and lied about even, and physically abused. Jesus knows exactly what you are going through. He was like us in every way, except for one little word, sin. Jesus was like us in every way except sin. Only a sinless Lord can truly walk with us every step of the way. Only a sinless Savior can be what Psalm 46 says so beautifully, our ever-present help, our refuge, our fortress. We can run into His arms, and we can know two things for certain. He knows what we're feeling, and He is able to save us. He's our perfect Redeemer. He faced his suffering and walked through his own darkness to the very end, all so that you and I won't ever have to be alone. He is with us, and he's calling us to take our refuge in his love for us. We might not be out of the darkness, but he hasn't left us. He's right there, waiting to bring comfort and healing to our tired souls. you join me in prayer right now Lord I'm still thinking about Afghanistan and I'm also thinking and praying about Haiti but I'm also thinking about the doom and the gloom that many of us are personally going through or a friend is going through right now may we turn our eyes may we encourage others to turn their eyes on Jesus He's there with us if we know Jesus as Lord and Savior, because he's never left us. Lord, would you bring that truth home into all of our hearts right now, this day, and it's in the name of Jesus that we get to pray and hear our prayers answered. Amen. from Jay Stocker and his Quietly album. Every track he composed and played on this instrumental CD is based on scriptures he meditated on before writing. On our website, we've put up the PDF offering each scripture verse to meditate on for each song. I'd like to send the CD to you or for someone you know who needs it for your gift to Haven Today. Just call us right now at 800-654-2836 That's eight hundred sixty five haven Ask for a copy of J. Stalker's Quietly CD And we also have the Zach Eswine book, Spurgeon's Sorrows Call us or visit us online and listen to samples from the Quietly album or read the first chapter of the book, Spurgeon's Sorrows Our internet address is haventoday.org today.org I know that Zach's book also will minister to you no matter where you are in life, whether you're struggling with mental health or trying to help someone else. He doesn't give a cheap look at depression. He is compassionate and speaks the truth all while pointing us to Jesus. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow when again we'll share together The great story that's all about Jesus, here on Haven Today. Here for your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Most people believe in God. That's a fact. But the real question is, exactly what kind of God do they believe in? Increasingly, in the Western world, people prefer the kind of God who is not confrontational or judgmental, who basically affirms people's goodness and encourages them to be a little bit better but never ruffles their feathers. And there's actually a term for this kind of belief system. It's called moralistic therapeutic deism and it bears no resemblance to biblical Christianity. Because according to the Bible, God doesn't conform to what we want On the contrary, Romans 12 says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get Anchor Devotional delivered to your home in print every month. Visit
2: GetAnchor.com.